Hello and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, and today I'd like to broach the compelling, if sensitive, subject of God's marital status. All the great religions of the world share the belief that there is just one solitary creator of the universe. Our world, it's believed, is monotheistic, created by just one. But according to some archaeologists, historians, and theologians, there's a chance that we've been mistaken. Perhaps God had a wife. That is the thesis of British-based theologian Francesca Stavrakopoulo, who has done extensive research on the Bible. As a historian of, of the Bible, I think there's very little that's factual. King David? No. Moses? No. <laughs> Somebody said Jesus behind me. I don't think it, they were taking the Lord's name in vain. No, Jesus. Um, yeah. Most scholars would agree that he existed, yeah. 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 That's Stavrakopoulo speaking on the BBC's The Big Question show in 2012. And as you might have guessed from her response, Stavrakopoulo's work can be a little bit controversial for the devout. In 2011, she came to the colorful and somewhat uncomfortable conclusion that God had a companion. According to Stavrakopoulo, our creator's better half was a powerful fertility goddess named Asherah. She was once worshipped as the companion of Yahweh, which is the name of God in the Hebrew Bible. Now, Asherah herself isn't new. She was an important ancient deity in the ancient Near East, known for her might and nurturing qualities. And her existence has been acknowledged for some time. Stavrakopoulo actually isn't alone in this theory either. In 1967, a Hungarian historian and cultural anthropologist was the first to suggest that the ancient Israelites worship both Yahweh and Asherah. In 2005, American archaeologist William G. Dever wrote a book titled, Did God Have a Wife? And several theologians have backed up these findings as well, listing numerous Hebrew inscriptions that mention both Yahweh and his Asherah. But Stavrakopoulo has unearthed even more clues to her identity through ancient texts, amulets, and figurines. There's one particular telling find, fragments of ancient pottery in Syria that date back to around 800 BC. They refer to Yahweh and his Asherah. It's a petition for a blessing, and because it's addressed to not just God but the pair, the inscription implies the two were a divine combination. A handful of similar inscriptions have also been found. And if you dig deep enough, there are lines in the Bible that refer to the worship of the goddess in Yahweh's temple in Jerusalem. In the Book of Kings, for example, we're told that a statue of Asherah was housed in the temple and that female temple personnel wove ritual textiles for her. What's telling is her distinct absence from the Bible. Beyond the Book of Kings mentioned, there are a few traces of her. Several Old Testament experts actually say the ancient authors who collated the text may have translated some of the references to her name into sacred tree. But other than that, it seems the Bible's heavy-handed male editors all but removed her from the sacred book. 
Now, the reason Asherah might have been cut out of the Bible has to do with the historic events of 586 B.C. Before this time period, ancient Israelites were actually polytheists, meaning they worshipped more than one god. But in 586, an elite Judea community was exiled to Babylon, and the Temple of Jerusalem was destroyed. After that, several of the ancient Israelite gods were cast aside in favor of Yahweh. Strict monotheism became the norm. One God not only for Judah, but for all nations. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more explainers or to check out the week's other series, including 7-Minute Opinions and This Week I Learned, visit theweek.com slash podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four risk-free issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Lauren Hansen, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>